Hey everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Dimensions of Reality. Um, let me introduce myself. My name is Marquis, and I've been doing this podcasting thing for about seven months now. So some of you may not recognize me. Actually, most of you may not recognize me <laughs> because I'm so new. But um, I was recently on the UAP Studies podcast um, where I did an interview with Louis Borges and Jason. Um, and it was a great interview. I loved it. I hope that those who watched it liked it. Um, for the most part, it seemed like they did. So if you have a chance to watch an interview with me um, and see where I stand and what I've and my experience within the um, UFO phenomena, there's a couple of interesting things that you might hear on that podcast. So when you get a chance, check out UAP Studies podcast so you can see that interview. <clears throat> and a lot of their other content. They just rated number 20 out, out of the, I believe, out of, I'm not sure how many podcasts, but um, there was, they were number 25. Um, and within, a, within the top 25 podcasts within the UAP field, they rated very high. Um, they're a very good podcast. They have an excellent um, interview style that I think you guys would really get a lot of value out of, especially if you're interested in disclosure and the UAP topic in general. So today, what I wanted to do is, I'm giving an introduction, um, I'm going to kind of move on to what I want to do with the, today's podcast and um, how I'm going to structure this um, for now. Um, this is going to be essentially my commentary on Twitter because there, there's a lot of news that's going around. There's a lot that's being said. And mostly what's going on right now is that people are anxious and honestly, they are frustrated as well as myself with the delay um, with the UAP report. Um, the ODNI is supposed to be delivered that report quite some time ago, several weeks ago. They have not. Um, from what some people who, um, who have been um, not necessarily directly involved with, the, with this report, but have been somewhat involved with the data, um, looking at the data, have said that the UAP report has been delayed not because it is there's some kind of nefarious, um, no nefarious like intention to try to find a way to hide the truth some more. Although I'm sure they're not going to tell us the whole truth anyway. But it's not necessarily nefarious that it's late. Um, what's what I've been told and what many have said publicly is that it's because of all the tension politically in the U.S. Um, and because of some of the well there's there's some global issues too there's the you know the, the invasion in ukraine there is a lot of tension economically uh and now there's some tension between the u.s and china because of what's going on in taiwan china wanted to kind of uh reclaim that or to claim that land um, as its own and the u.s saying that they would back them even militarily earthlings we are, we are very interesting creatures <laughs> um anyway it's not that, that, that it's just necessarily nefarious. As we can tell, it's because there's so much going on globally and, and of course, nationally within the U.S. That, that is the reason behind why the UAP report is delayed. That's essentially what's been talked about mostly. But in the interim, between, you know, the time that they claim they're going to release the UAP report, the time that they were supposed to release the UAP report, and now and beyond, there has been a lot of information that's been posted by very reputable people on social media, specifically Ross Coldheart, The Black Vault, um, and quite a few other people that have been posting very interesting data um, and, and references to people within the intelligence community, within the, uh, within the United States Air Force, um, some reporting on the U.S. Air Force and how the United States Air Force is essentially they're, they're, they seem to be the ones behind a lot of the obfuscation. They seem to be the ones behind a lot of why we are not getting the entire truth. Actually, why why there's disinformation and why there's suppression of the truth. The United States Air Force seems to be the center of this deception, of this suppression, um, of, of the, the fight against disclosure. You know, recently, we there was a report, uh, an article that was posted about how the United States Air Force was telling its pilots not to report UAP incidents to the UAP task force, to not cooperate with, with them at all. And if they were to cooperate, they would receive backlash by the US Air Force, by the chain of command. And so they were discouraging pilots from even, even disclosing their encounters with UAP. Um, talk about 
suppressing disclosure. Uh, they don't even want they don't even want to work with the people that are collecting the data. So there there is essentially somewhat of a cover up still, but it's not by the ODNI, not necessarily. <clears throat> it seems like that cover up is by the United States Air Force. Um, they were actually someone from within the Air Force. Um, I can't remember his name, but the debrief wrote an article about it. Um, he, this, this, I believe, was a very high-ranking official. He was actually feeding information to the New York, New York Times and was responsible for that ridiculous um, article that claimed they had a source from within that was saying that, it, that you know, 50% or over 50% of the DUAP incidences were out of 366. Over 50% of them were, um, they were saying they were just drones and everyone clutter and trash and so forth. The Air Force was behind that. So now, of course, they're ignoring the other, you know, half of that data that is unique and is notable. They completely disregard that in the article. The Air Force completely disregards that um, that data as well. But isn't but it's odd because when it comes to data and you know finding out the truth about anything in science. You don't look at the data that, that says that something isn't something. You do reference it, but you look at the data that says that it is something. If you're trying to, to discover a new you know, medicine, or if you're trying to discover a new particle, or if you're trying to discover whatever, you know, a new galaxy, a, a, a new, you know, a new, an asteroid belt or whatever, and another solar, whatever you want to discover, right? If there's life on other planets, you don't say, well, uh, almost 99.9% .9 of the data says that there's nothing out there. You don't do that. That would be the, the, the exact opposite of discovery. You look at the 1% that says that there's something here, and then you use data to try to, to clarify that, that picture that you're, that you're being shown by the data itself. But for some reason, alleged, you know, researchers are claiming that you should ignore entirely the, the almost 50% of only 366 cases that have been studied by, you know, um, that have been that have been reported. You should only look at the, the half of them that have been identified. You should ignore, according to them, the part that's really interesting. Now, I don't have to tell you how ridiculous that is. I think you know that how that ridiculous that is. But I hope that no one is settling for that narrative that 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 we should only care about the 50% of non-interesting data or the, the, you know, the, the non-notable data, the, the data that just says it's nothing but drones and airborne clutter. We should be focusing on the part that says, hey, there's something really, really interesting about this film because that's how scientific discovery works, not the other way around. It's really, really weird. Um, I digress. That is what's been, you know, what's been going on in the interim um, between this UAP report um, and it's it's um, delayed release, and I really I think that we should really pay attention to the people that have been researching this in a professional level, um, especially people like Ross Coldhart and Richard Nol Richard Dolan, um, as well as you know Gary Nolan, the scientists, and and others who have you know who have been who have been really really trying to work collaboratively 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 with the government and with these data collection agencies who are trying to find out what this phenomenon is. You know, these people have been releasing other information that's not directly related to the to the, to the UAP uh, task force and its data or the report by the ODNI. It's actually been, um, they've, they've been look, releasing data of information about people from the intelligence community, pilots who have been coming out and talking more about their experiences. Um, and instead of attacking the pilots and asking them, what time did they, you know, get up and eat? What exactly did they eat for breakfast? And how many bowel movements they had a day? They actually respect their testimony, you know, because because bickering over the metadata of someone's, you know, the specificity of somebody's, you know, uh, their life and, and all this other stuff, it's it's ridiculous, and it's it's literally pushing people who have some very interesting experiences to tell from an official perspective, from a very from a from a qualified observer perspective they're scaring those people but so please no we need to really support these people and we need to really take a look at 
at their stories and respect that they're coming out because if you've if you're an experiencer, you know that um, that it's really difficult to come out and talk about your experience because you 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 know you, you tell someone I was laying in bed, I woke up in the middle of the night, there was a bright light in my bedroom, and several beings came out and spoke inside of my head. Now, what in anyone's experience tells them that that's even real? It's a, it's, it's a hallucination, they would say. And you're, if you're brave enough, you have the courage to come out and talk about it. I think that we, especially if you believe in disclosure, if you believe in the phenomena, you shouldn't be criticizing those people. What time did you wake up? Tell me exactly what time you woke up. Um, what size were they? How do you know they were real? How do you know you weren't sleeping? Do you really know? Like, that's not how you treat someone who's come out and, and had an experience and is talking about it publicly. They're already afraid to talk about it. All that does is it pushes people further and further to the fringes um, where, the, where, the, where they'll never speak because of how they're being treated in the public view. We should be respecting them, especially pilots who are putting their careers on the line. Um, at one point, they would be putting their lives on the line for speaking about this phenomenon and their experiences. Now they're putting their career on the line and their social status because they're, they're being criticized by people within the UFO community who are... Um, who have influence and that's not right it's not okay it's not right and it is it is not going to push health with, with disclosure so we're going to take a look at what some of these people credible people um, who've been researching in the field and people that, that are really involved have been involved with the field for for quite some time and we're going to just just take a look at the twitter posts um the, the train of thought just to spur the moment things that they're just coming up with because I think it's extremely extremely interesting and worth talking about so let's get started let me go ahead and <clears throat> mirror my you know it's it's you know the, the really interesting thing about what I was just saying about how you know people are they are you know they're 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 essentially suppressing a lot of the whistleblowers that are coming out and scaring them away. I think that we all. I mean, I I feel like being new to the topic and being new to the content creation. I feel like it's it's strange that someone who claims to be an advocate for disclosure would go out of their way to try and to try and scare people who are willing to come out and talk about their experiences when they're already afraid to talk about it to somebody they know somebody close to them they're coming out and talking about it in public for the purpose of disclosure i think again i think we really need to be more respectful about these people in their testimony so let's take a look right here um Hopefully, I'm not violating terms of service because, or any kind of you know copyright uh, copyright issues, uh, or violating uh, any kind of policy with sharing content that's not mine. It's Twitter. It's public. It's everywhere. I mean, you, hopefully, I'm not doing that. So let's take a look at what some people are saying on Twitter right now. All right, here. Um. I'm going to share my screen with you. Go ahead here. And we're gonna take a look at Twitter. So, there's a lot that's being, I mean, look, look here, Project Unity. Project Unity, oh my, I love Project Unity's content on UAPs. Um, the, this, Project Unity has, has to me, is a new um, content creator to me. Not that that, that that he hasn't been around for, for longer. I just I just become aware of him and I think and I am grateful that I had that I come across his content. Let's take a look at this tweet. Found a fascinating paper on the Defense Technical Information Center, DTIC, authored by Lieutenant Colonel Don Dolan McKelvey, all about physic uh, or psychic phenomena, the legitimacy of which he seems quite convinced about. There's a full PDF about this. Um, which I'm not sure, let's just, I hope you can see this, uh, this pop up here. The impact that psychotronic weaponry and other paranormal applications will have in the future is difficult to determine at this time. Whoever makes the first major breakthrough in this field will have a quantum leap over his opponent. An advantage, an advantage similar to solo possession of nuclear weapons. 
The intent here is to emphasize the need for more co uh, coordinated research in the realm of the paranormal. <laughs> Listen to that. Um, <laughs> additionally, there is a need to provide leaders at all levels with a basic understanding of weapon systems they may encounter in the not too distant future. Now, talk about it. Let's. Uh, hopefully, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna like this, and I'm going to retweet. So, if you are on my, if you follow me on Twitter, and in, on Twitter I am Dimensions Or, uh, because somebody out there has my apparently has that username, my Dimensions of Reality username. So, Dimensions Or is where I am. You can find that on my Twitter, or you can go directly to Project Unities and find it on Project Unities Twitter. That is a read the entire um, the entire PDF if you have a chance to, because that talks about. In the, from an official point of view, the government is interested and has been interested in specifically the military, psychic phenomena. And I don't want to get into whether or not what, what psychic phenomena represents to from a religious perspective or from, from any kind of philosophical perspective. But there is a, a phenomena involved with this so-called psychic, um, with psychic abilities. And the government has been involved with using and investigating that phenomena officially. Remote viewing has been used, has been used by the military for decades. Um, it's just that from what I understand and from what I've read, they can't necessarily use remote viewing data as data, as, as actionable intelligence because it doesn't have enough corroborating, corroborating um, evidence to specifically verify its validity. They can't say, well, we had someone who remote viewed a facility in China where they're developing nuclear arms in preparation for a war with the US. They can't do that because they're, the, the source is the mind of, of the remote viewer. And that's not, that's not a very credible source to have actionable intelligence that could possibly lead to a war with another country. <clears throat> So they stopped using that data publicly um, because of because of its because of because of it not being you know necessarily credible actionable intelligence. Not that they don't use it or they haven't used it still, but they don't talk about it publicly as much. Anymore. But now, again, in the interim, we have people like Project Unity releasing. They're 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 finding these documents and these articles and this and this this data. That is talking about the U.S. military not only using, you know, investigating the psychic phenomena, but but validating that there's something to it, and it's associated with technology interface, which some people believe, not just people, you know, just like me, um, people within the military and the intelligence community believe this phenomena is associated with psychic and technological inter interface, interfacing with the mind. Interfacing with the extrasensory perception and abilities um, in order for them to fly this craft that we see in the sky doing things that are just beyond our understanding, that are breaking the laws of physics. It is most likely, from what the military says, psychic phenomena, associated with psychic phenomena. So that's one thing. Let's continue on. Thomas Thompson. Thomas Thompson is another person who I follow for a lot of the content as well. Um, I really like their content. Hopefully we come up and we uh, see some stuff from him coming <clears throat> Post-Disclosure World. I also really like Post-Disclosure World. Um, they, they, this, this guy, he has, he's been around for a long time. Um, three years is what I, what I, what I've known of him, but he's been around for a while and he, his passion when he talks about the phenomena is what I really like and what really brought me and drew me to his content. When I first saw a video of his when he talked about Louis Lozondo, um, the passion that he spoke with is what really, really got me. He He's not necessarily like a Richard Dolan or a Ross Coldheart. He is, you know, he's like me If I, when I think about it. He's somebody who's really interested in the phenomenon, wants disclosure, wants to understand what's going on, and he is passionate. Watch his videos because I'm telling you, not only would you get a kick out of it, he's, he, you know, he's, he, he posted something the, uh, a couple about a week or so ago where he said, 
where is the data baby <laughs> and if and again if you follow his content if you look at his videos you'll understand why it's funny um because yeah where's the data show us the data and he really shows his passion for the for this uh phenomena and disclosure in his content now he says i think an underrated reality that doesn't get nearly the attention it deserves is the u.s government could if they wanted to completely squash the narrative that ufos might not only be beyond next generation but of non-human origin as well they haven't at all remotely now what that means to me is that and i and i again i agree with that if the u.s government wanted to say hold on guys you think it's a non-human intelligence it's not we've got the data we've got the classified data <clears throat> it's not that definitively unequivocally without question it is not aliens it is not you know you know interdimensional beings it's none of that it's just it's just airborne clutter and drones probably chinese drones what they are saying is that we don't know what some of these are we can't rule out whether it's a non-human intelligence and what many are saying not just from the odni not from you know the pentagon because the two people from the pentagon claimed that they, they, oh, they put up that one video of a half of a millisecond of a craft just kind of zipping by a pilot's uh, window with his recorded from his iphone camera please just i'm gonna i'm gonna take this without getting uh upset that's ridiculous i mean i mean honestly it they talk about gaslighting manipulating the reality that we see they're, they provide one small clip and then just, they don't say it's not. We believe that's a drone. And that is a story they've stuck to since the first report. About essentially all of the data that we have been publicly exposed to, that it's just drones, that it is not anything that is extraordinary, that it's just mundane. It's just either drones or airborne clutter. They have taken the videos like the gimbal and the go fast and you know the, those videos that were recorded by their military equipment um the updated military equipment as well as the multiple cooperating pilot testimonies and said that what these people were seeing was a glare i don't know about you but i don't know if it's possible for a glare to be able to be in the same position, maneuvering in the exact same way from multiple different vantage points with the sun reflecting off of each person's, um, you know, reflective equipment. It, it, and then they can all corroborate their, their, their testimony. That along with radar. So even the radar somehow had, which uses a completely different observation method, not human eye, not possible for it to be reflected off of a, a window shield from the outside through the window shield from the perspective of the pilot on the inside and then it's maneuver it's radar as well as other high you know um uh data um other observation methods that they haven't they can't disclose to us come on object goes from what was it you know i don't, I don't know how many thousands of feet thousands of feet in the air right to 50 feet above sea level in less than 0.7 seconds. And they want to tell us that all the people that saw that, all the, all the observation methods that they use with military equipment that recorded that data, it was all just a mistake. They didn't really see what they saw. The only people who are dumb enough to believe that are either willfully ignorant or they are they don't want to believe their own eyes because it would mean that there is more to this reality and in our experience and we're not the only ones and guess what we ain't the big dogs you know we're not the we're not the big kid on the block um as a matter of fact we are the least big kids on the block we're the little kids we're the, we're the twerps as a almost literally galactically we are the twerps of this reality and 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 they would they would have to admit that people who who i guess if they're genuine and they genuinely believe that what what's being recorded in the data the data that's been publicly um released is just illusions and misperceptions and glitches in equipment 
you know, I, I don't know how much needs to come out for those people to stop with this ridiculous narrative. But to me, it makes more sense that they are um, I wouldn't be surprised if they were either directed by someone to continue to create this narrative and to keep it alive that what we're seeing is just is illusions and, and um, misunderstandings of the data and so on and so forth either they're being told it is or they're just naturally just like they're just like in disbelief of anything that is out of the ordinary for themselves we find out that recently that the big bang may not be the origin of the universe pretty big claim right i don't hear them talking about the the misperceptions of, of astronomers and their data i don't hear them talking about that at all you know i don't hear them coming out and saying that when the the new james webb telescope discovers a planet that has an atmosphere that is that is showing properties of of life that, that can contain life within it earth-like planets that are bigger and exactly almost exactly the same composition as our planet they don't they don't talk against that oh the data is you're just misperceiving the data they don't do that they're doing it with uap and the the fact that it's being done by so many like influential people who claim they want disclosure but are are latching on to these narratives as well I think it means something. I think it means something, and I think that it is telling of their intention, to be totally honest. Moving on. I'm sorry I rambled about that. It's just, it's just frustrating, and I'm sure that I'm not the only one who uh, feels this way. I don't want political stuff in my timeline, please. All right. I don't want that. Oh my gosh, what's going on? Sean Cahill. US, this guy, he was on the UAP Studies podcast, and he talked about an experience that he had um, he talked about the Nimitz encounter, as you can see. So let's read this real quick by the one. Um, Sean, Hill, Sean Cahill, who was involved in the 2004 USS Nimitz UFO encounter, his comment, quote, the more you open yourself up to the phenomena, the more it manifest, manifests itself in your life, unquote. And then, and then there's a longer comment um, that follows. That said, the phenomena operates with the intent to deprive us of direct vision, knowledge, and communication on a public scale. It seems to completely control the environment, and if the technology is understood, perhaps the arrow of time. I won't say they are a threat, but I don't have enough evidence to call them benign either. I'd feel much more secure if they could step out into the light, whoever or whatever they are. Sean Cahill. Thank you, sir. I completely 100% agree with that statement. These, these, whoever, whatever intelligence is operating these craft, they have been operating just out of the peripheral of our awareness. Just enough for us to know that there's something there, but never to really pinpoint what exactly it is. They've made themselves known to like a few people here and there, and people are saying that they're, they're channeling them and that they are... I'm not going to get into what, what I believe about that. They are saying that they have had these experiences where they're being brought on board by these beings and shown their civilization and flying the craft. How, I will not discount those, those people. I won't discount them because there has to be something to it. The only thing that I will say is that only a few people are receiving this, this kind of experience. Most people are not receiving the same kind of experience. Most people are abruptly woken up out of their sleep, are forcefully taken from their homes, and are experimented on, and it is not pleasant. Most people, a few people, have had positive experiences. That does not mean that the experience itself is not positive. But it does say something. If, when you go to the doctor, I've heard this, this, this analogy, right? You go to the doctors, don't you? It's not pleasant. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. I go to the doctor. The doctor doesn't show up in my house while I'm sleeping. Take me out of my bedroom and force experiments on me that are that I am that I am not enjoying or that I'm not I'm not put asleep for. They they are doing these things against my will, right? They're doing them against people's will. 
they're doing things that are terrifying. And yes, when you go to the doctors, it's terrifying, but you choose that. That analogy is mute because it's not, it's not a very good analogy. People go to the doctors by choice. No, they may not want to. They may be prepared for some kind of an unpleasant encounter, but they are choosing to do that. And they're usually choosing it because they're either sick or they, are one, they want to make sure they're not sick or whatever, they're receiving treatment or something like that. They don't do it just randomly. And, 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 the, and this other idea that you chose it in your, your, your ethereal self or your spiritual self or whatever, chose it before you were born. Okay, okay, I'm not saying that's not true. But what data do we have to prove that that's even a viable possibility? We don't have any data that we've, we can choose these things in a past life. We have people who claim that they've experienced, that they've, they've entered into a realm where these beings are telling them that we chose this. Some people, not everyone, most people don't get to choose and most people aren't told what's going on with them. Most people are just being taken against their will and experimented. We need to we need to look at this from a from a don't be so involved, you know, like when I say involved, I mean like emotionally involved. We all want to know what's going on here, all of us. And and there is no I don't think there's any one person that has a full grasp on what this phenomenon is. And if there are, I've never met them and they're not coming out and talking. Some people are claiming that they, they have all the knowledge. But their experiences are totally different than what most people say they experience. How can I how can you say that the that the experience of the many should be discarded and the experience of the few should be regarded as 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 the truth? I think that they're both they both need to be taken into consideration and we need to really think about all the data and and conclude from a much broader perspective of what's going on. There is an aspect of spiritual guidance and spiritual experiences and all of that but some of the people that are experiencing those experiences say that they are imposed they are like delusions delusions illusions and that they're like they're like artificial experiences they're not real but some of them are artificial not all of them but some people are which means we need to take those people's accounts seriously as well we need to respect that experience take it seriously and we need to consider that there, there, may, there may not be an all-benevolent side, and there may not be an all-malevolent side. It may, neither, it may be neither benevolent or malevolent. It may just be what it is. Maybe there's, maybe there's indifference. I don't know, but I don't know. And I think that that's, that's a good position to take is that you don't know. Because all the data and the hard data is not out there. You know, some people, look, the, Sean Sean Cahill, he was he was there during the Nemesis encounter, right? He's talking about a technology that's able to obscure itself. Do we all not know that UFOs appear and disappear? That they're in our view for maybe a few moments and they're gone? That sometimes when we're trying to record, when we when we see these things, we don't even think about recording it for some reason. That when we, people are being abducted, they are, their memories are wiped for the most part. They have to go through a hypnotic regression just to find out what happened to them. And most of the time, it ain't pleasant. Like, there's a lot to this phenomenon. And I think that some of it, to us, is not pleasant. And I am not convinced that we are, personally, that we have given permission in a... In a you know, in another, you know, reality or whatever. Who would choose that? And, and if they, and, and I, I mean, I guess it, it's naive for me to say who would choose that because maybe there are people who would choose that. There are. But I, I wouldn't. And I know people who say they wish they never had had that experiences. Their whole life, I know people whose whole life has been ruined by the experience of, of a, an abduction or an encounter. Is that a choice? Do they choose to live their entire life in misery and suffering? That's their choice? What For what purpose? It doesn't seem like a very... Um, it doesn't seem like a very, very logical thing to, to, to believe without hard proof. 
And, and, I, and when you have an experience about something, if I said that I saw a fairy fly across my computer screen one time, if I said, oh man, I swear I saw a fairy once, and I look online and there's like a website that has like fairies, fairies as their like main talking is about historical fairy figures and who've seen fairy. I, I need data. Who else has seen this? Am I the only one? Is there like millions of people like there are with the UFO phenomena? Are there millions and millions and millions of people have fairies been recorded on, you know, video cameras and 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 all that? N no, there's that's not happening. There's more evidence for Bigfoot than there is for fairies. So or mermaid. There's more evidence for mermaids possibly than there are for fairies. And I again, I whether they all exist or not, I don't know. But the reality is that you need to to consider that the, the vast amount of data is what we really need to take into consideration. Not the minority of data. That, that is even harder to understand because it doesn't have any proof to it. It just has only exclusively 100% witness testimony. And the vast amount of data has witness testimony as well. And most of it, it's not positive. It just isn't. It just isn't. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but I know that that's something and we should really consider that. So yes, we may not have to consider it a threat, but we should consider that it is, we should take into consideration that it's obscuring itself. It's making itself very hard to see. It's literally depriving us direct vision, knowledge, and communication on a public scale. It's not, the phenomena could easily make itself 100% known doesn't it doesn't it does just enough to make us wonder to freak us out to take us but never to tell us all what's going on it means something moving on ufo bob also i like the i like ufo bob's content um i i I don't think this is necessarily relevant to uh, anything right now. So, because UFO Bob's going to be putting out something. Um, but we'll keep moving on. Now, this is an old one. This tweet here by Vicky Verma is an old, this is old data, but it's relevant data. And I think we need to remember things like this. Um, oh my gosh. It, it, so, uh, Buzz Aldrin to Mission Control. If the, if the object wasn't a part of the Apollo rocket, it could be only one thing, a UFO. Author Carol Mersch claims in her new book. So Buzz Aldrin has talked about seeing, you know, something following, you know, the Apollo rocket in space that he saw. But in an interview, he said, you know, he can't, he couldn't just say that because there's millions of, there's people watching, the world is watching. And he can't say that over the, over, over the channels and freak everybody out. Now that, to me, is just one more piece to the puzzle of, of suppression of update. Not, from, not necessarily from him, but from someone. We know that NASA essentially gives astronauts a, a guideline. They said, NASA astronauts have recently said that they're given a guide on what to say to the public. They have to be careful about what they say to the public. And that they literally said this in an interview <clears throat> recently, that if they see something that is anomalous, that they can't explain, they don't show it and they don't talk about it. It's, it's comments, it's, it's interviews like that, it's comments like that, it's moments like that, that I'm like, like, we know you guys are lying. We know you're lying. Not the people that are talking. They don't have a choice. They have to follow, you know, the script, so to speak. They don't have much of a choice. But we know that there is a cover-up. There is suppression. NASA recently said they're going to start officially investigating UAP. But you know what they're going to investigate? Now, keep. what do we have? We've got, like, you know, we got a, a phone with a little camera on it. Like, you know, you know I think 12 or... 12 megapixels or whatever. Nowadays, you go up to like 36 pixels and 108 pixels or whatever. <clears throat> I think this one's 108 pixels for the for this galaxy. Okay, cool. They have cameras that, are, that can see how many, you know, how they can look at a crater on the moon without blur. 
you can find an amateur astronomer out there who has a telescope that can see the moon, right? See close up to the moon from, you know, as if it's in the atmosphere or just above the atmosphere. Well, not that the moon has an atmosphere, but as if it is the distance of what an atmosphere would be, right? Cool. But NASA has the ability to see even closer than that. Come on. They spend billions and billions of dollars a year on equipment to observe. They have they have satellites in space that have circled the moon. The Artemis 1 recently goes all the way around the moon. And you know what we know they do? We know because they've publicly stated this, astronauts have publicly stated this, that they literally do not show data, including pictures and videos, of anything anomalous. They will not. We know that while when NASA is recording live and they do catch something anomalous, oh, magically the feed just cuts. The Artemis 1 went dark for like 48 minutes when it went around the moon. It went dark for 48 minutes, lost communication. N nothing is, listen, I get it. There's gonna be, you know, talking about those kind of calculations and the science behind going to the freaking moon, right? I get it. <clears throat> But it is ironic that every time we've seen something that is anomalous, a craft, literal craft, or objects in space recorded by NASA, feed cuts, or the video camera just like turns away from the object so they can't see it. But some people, especially on Reddit, get on Reddit for those videos have recorded that data and shared it still to this day. NASA has captured with their own cameras and their own equipment objects that are anomalous with clarity. They're not, they're not gonna look at that. Nope, they're not gonna do it. They wanna look at um, our data with their little cell phone cameras that we sometimes think about when we sometimes get a quick glimpse of a UFO flying in the sky easily dismissible a light in the sky oh it's a drone i seen recently a video of a listen i don't know about what people think about their perceptions but we're generally able to perceive things as they are for the most part relatively there was an, a little fireball that was falling from the sky slowly right and it left a little trail it had like a little fire trail or whatever and then it split into several pieces and then split again in several more pieces and the pieces that were sorry the pieces that were on the upper left side they stayed stationary the pieces that were on the bottom right side stayed stationary and then they all moved independently in the sky from one object to like to i don't know how many there were just several of them If you go to the rest of Dimensions of Reality Facebook page, you'll see that in, in my um, in my reels. I shared it because it's a, it's just it's just so anomalous. That was taken with a cell phone camera. Now, NASA's gonna look at that. You could easily dismiss that as a drone. I mean, it's it's strange, but it's not a knob it's not with the with the data collection devices that we have from a civilian perspective you can easily dismiss that i guarantee because people have whistleblowers have said and i don't mean like somebody in a who's stolen a, a, a file from nasa's archives and like oh i post i mean people that work worked for nasa worked with still work at nasa there is other data that is more compelling. Luis Elizondo said there is much more compelling data from the military. That's, that tells it's a very interesting story. Well, let me tell you something. I think the gimbal and the, <clears throat> the Nimitz encounter, I think the Nimitz encounter, that's a very compelling story with very compelling data and very compelling footage that they've shown us. And there's more. And Luis Elizondo said there's more compelling evidence than that. There's more clear video and footage than that. NASA and the military, specifically the United States Air Force, they're just, they're just, they're gaslighting. And I do not see them telling us the whole truth. You know, the idea that they would, that the, that the public would panic 
if we knew that there's aliens out there, they're more powerful than us. I mean, come on. We know that Russia wants to blow us up, and we're not we're not all you know buying up all the toilet paper again like we did with COVID. Um, people are just living life. Things are different now. There's a, there's a different social climate, and people can handle. I, I think that on some level, yeah, they would they would be that somber feeling that Louis Lozano mentioned. Yeah, there'd be a somber moment. But I think that people would cope just like they cope with everything else that we've seen so far. I think they would. No, I don't think that they're necessarily ready for disclosure, full disclosure, but I think that they would just do it. And eventually they would, it would just, they're not going to be riding the streets and you know, a bunch of those people saying that their space brothers are telling them to, to off themselves <laughs> um, because they're going to go up in a spaceship. I don't, maybe. But those people were crazy before that happened. That's not, you know, people aren't going to just do that. <clears throat> they might have some really cool hippie events where they do some LSD and try to channel aliens, but they're not going to be, and, and they'd still go to work the next day, like they do today. It's not going to be what they think. It's not going to be chaos, you know, unless there's going to be some some kind of a global event that um, that they know about, unless there is a uh, some kind of attention that they're afraid of. I mean, if you if you told us that, hey, these aliens are aggressive and violent and they want to kill us all, not kill us all, but like they have nefarious intentions towards us and there's nothing we can do about it, that might be a little, you know, that might be a little scary. But people already know that, the, that these beings can just come into our bedroom. I mean, in the U.S., the U.S. is mostly a Christian, right, population, and they believe that, that angels are everywhere. Christians believe that angels are everywhere. That they're that God is watching, right? And they're not like, oh no, the angels are watching us, and, and we're gonna. They believe in there's a hell, right? And if you do something wrong, you're gonna go there. They don't say, oh no, all these people are gonna go to hell, and everybody's panicking because there's a God and there's and there's angels, and we're, they're all watching us and reporting everything. And then if we don't do anything right, then we're all gonna go to hell. Nobody's doing that. It's not happening. I mean, religion. Talk about something that's extraordinary. Take case in point, religion. People aren't doing the things that Pete that they now add aliens. Guess what? The Bible says that one day, <clears throat> that a long time ago, God killed every human being on the entire planet and animals, except for Noah and his family. Who's panicking? The Bible says that there is going to be an end time where people are going to suffer. And God is going to destroy this earth with fire. Who's panicking? There's a whole book on it. There's an entire book on it. Who's panicking? The, if there are, if the aliens are malevolent and they have nefarious intentions towards human beings, the Bible says that there's a devil and he wants to drag everybody to hell. Literally, literally, who's panicking? We can handle it. So, Buzz Aldrin, you know, James Fox said he was going to do an interview with Buzz Aldrin once, and Buzz Aldrin was going to talk about his experience and what he, and his sightings, but something happened last minute, and he canceled it. And J James Fox put a lot into that, into that, that prepping for that, prepping for that interview, and Buzz Aldrin bailed last minute because he didn't want that that stigma on him. And, and given that he was he was still working with NASA, he didn't want he was still associated with NASA. He didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to, to obscure that the the way that people look at NASA. Not to, not that we don't see them in a, in a negative light as it is, knowing that they obscure the data on purpose and keep it from us. Once again, I digress. My frustrations are coming out all over the place, and I want to look at one more tweet because um, I've been you know I've been talking for quite some time about a lot of things, so. Um, <clears throat> post disclosure world again of this guy contemplation the unethical nature of the UFO cover up will only be fully realized after disclosure even by believers helpful remedy show your part of the solution to diminish blowback and increase empathy and forgiveness from the masses this literally ties into exactly what I was talking about in the beginning when it comes to people who are coming out and talking about their experiences, show your part of the solution. 
to diminish blowback. And increase empathy. You know, human empathy, one of the, the, the problem with this world, most people lack true empathy and forgiveness from the masses. masses. It's, it's important that we, we come together as a community and help each other, show empathy towards those whistleblowers, towards the pilots, towards the people, the civilians who have said they've experienced things. That's what we're supposed to do. I mean, it, just from a human perspective, show your fellow human beings compassion and What are we doing here? We're here together. We're in this together. So, post-disclosure world, I respect it. Michelangelo, this is a, this is a, now The Hill has been posting a lot of articles Whew, since the, since you know the, the UFO report and even a little bit before about this phenomena, and they have some really good reporting, countering the the countering the United States Air Force feeding information to the New York Times about this whole phenomena being. Don't worry about it. Fifty percent of it's really extraordinary and out of this world, but the other fifty percent is it's not. So that's what we should. The Hill has been countering it. So definitely stay up on the Hill's articles and their content because they have got a lot of information that's fighting for disclosure and I like it and so hopefully you should do Michelangelo okay head of NASA is saying publicly that big declassified UFO encounters by USAF United States Air Force pilots could be extraterrestrial will this get attention guys gals and everything in between, demigods, whatever. This is to me, right? Now, but when I first started this this whole thing, I thought to myself, man, I don't want to talk about this because people are gonna people that I know in my personal life are gonna think I'm crazy. Then Louis Elizondo came out, 2017, Tom Kwong, Louis to the Stars Academy, now to the Stars. They, they all these people brought John Ramirez, you know. The, CIA, the ex-CIA officer, all these people, James Fox's content has been out forever, but now he's got talking about the, you know, the, the Brazil encounter, <clears throat> and then the, the report, the UAP report from the government, talking about non-human intelligence, the possibility of non-human intelligence, the Pentagon, the Pentagon talking about it. All right, it's time. It's gonna, it, it, to me. This is big. Bill Nelson. That's not not that it's not as you know not, shouldn't be taken seriously, but not a farmer somewhere in you know the middle of nowhere who has no relative, like just a single guy living up doing a farm by himself and nobody talks to, you, and a reporter finds out that he said he's seen some aliens. This is official. This is official. The governments that rule the world, the governments that run the entire world. They're talking about it. The phenomena being non-human intelligence, possibly being non-human intelligence. Bill Nelson's giving statements that say this. I'm going to retweet this. If you follow my Twitter, you'll see it. Um, but the, Twitter has this new, like, and Facebook does this too. Read the article before you retweet it because you don't know if it's going to say something crazy, if it's not really relevant, or if it's inaccurate. you got to be careful what you post. But I've read this article outside of, the, outside of this um, this tweet, so I'm gonna, re I'm gonna retweet it. It's a lot of interesting stuff. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so check this out, right? Let's take a moment. Stephen Greetreat posts, um, Travis Taylor, drones at best have a 10, 15 minute flight capability, right? They, they can't fly for hours and hours like these pilots have seen them do, and so is their radar and other, other observation methods. A consumer DJI a Mavic can fly for 27 minutes. A military drone can fly for hours. Taylor was one of the main people at the Pentagon and now analyzing UFO videos and briefing Congress about his knowledge and findings. In this interview with the, he, he did an interview with the Black Vault recently where he talks about these, about this uh, phenomena, and he has made himself very clear. 
if you read in between the lines, and I don't mean like you you add up the numerical calendar and try to look back at the minds and say well, the mind said this, dude, and then you put it back into taste and Nostradamus said this, and so therefore, I mean just listen to what he says. He's implying that he, he implies a lot, and one of those things he implies. Look at the Black Vaults. Look at the if you can check out the Black Vault Twitter account or the YouTube channel, you'll see the video on YouTube. <clears throat> John Greenwald had an interview with him where he asked him questions about what he thinks it is. And he said that the data is leaning more towards something that is extraordinary. I don't remember his exact words, but essentially the phenomenon is being more paranormal than it is um, mundane. The data shows more paranormal than it does mundane. I think that is, um, and this is Tra you know Travis, Travis Taylor, uh, the, the guy who's been investigating the uh, Skinwalker Ranch. And he's got a lot of interesting things to say about Skinwalker Ranch too. And it's not really, it doesn't seem like it's a good phenomenon that we should be excited to go hang out, hang out at Skinwalker Ranch. I don't know why people want to go there, but I don't. So if you do, more power to you. You're the kind of people that will find out things that I would never find out because of it. And I think that you're brave and courageous for it. And I appreciate it and I respect it. <laughs> I'm just not going to do myself. But he talked about that. Travis Taylor talked about it and he's made himself very, very clear. The phenomena is showing itself to be more likely to be paranormal. Whatever that means. And this is, of course, the... the um, <clears throat> so Joe, Joe is UFO Joe, right? He, UFO Joe, the UFO Joe, followed UFO Joe. A lot, a lot, a lot. I mean, he's very active on Twitter, which is, I think, I think it's, he provides a lot of content, a lot of information, and a lot to really follow up on. So let's listen to what he says. If I told Eric aliens who are on the moon, Eric would probably believe it. You know what sucks, Travis Taylor, one, you know darn well Eric isn't allowed to do any media, so he can't respond to what you said. The Eric I know and people like Gary Nolan knows is not the person you described. There's a lot of discrepancies within the UFO community, and Joe is not afraid to, to say anything. I mean, Joe is, hey, they're aliens, man. They're something else. They're not, he's 100%, this is what it is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to falter. And my belief is they're probably something like that. Either aliens, interdimensional, time travelers, whatever. It's not just something. It's not just drones in the airport clutter. And I'm, I'm on board with that. Um, but he's a little more aggressive. You know, a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> um, he's very strong with his opinion. And I respect it a lot. I really respect Joe, Joe's perspective. Um, I don't know Eric Davis. I don't know anything. I, I only know what's being talked about. And the Eric Davis, the Eric or the Wilson Davis, you know, memo or whatever. That thing is new to me. Uh, Ross Colhart's talked about it. Ross Colhart says it's it's legitimate. He believes it's legitimate. Um, Gary Nolan said that it's legitimate. That he personally has experience with the with the document and that it's legitimate. And he knows Eric David. You know he knows he's got direct contact with the people involved. And it so does um, um, uh, uh, Gary. Um, sorry, uh, Richard. Uh, Rich, um, Richard Dolan. They all say, and these people have been investigating this phenomenon for a long time. They say it's legitimate, and they've known. They personally know it's legitimate. I trust. I trust that. I trust that, and I believe that. You know. Um, let's see what Michael. Michael. Kling, uh, I'm not even gonna do it. Mike says about this. Travis Taylor shares his thoughts about the Bob Lazar story. Eric Davis in the Wilson Davis notes. We have data of UAP UFO phenomena that is hard science measurement. Data that can't be refuted that needs to be investigated much, much further. That's Travis talking on the, on the Black Vault's YouTube channel. The data says it's something interesting. It's interesting. What's bizarre to me, what's really, really bizarre to me, is that the Pentagon and the military have said that this phenomenon is a national security, a potential national security threat. But some of them have literally said, some of them have even said they're not even interested. It's the least priority because they gotta worry about terrorists in another, in another country. Well, I mean, if there's a phenomenon that has complete control over the human mind, no matter who it is, can travel through, can, can, can go through walls, and is not, not obstructed by anything that we are any of our technology that cannot be stopped by us that can turn on our nuclear weapons that can turn them off that can shoot nuclear rockets out of the sky look if something has that ability that we have data on you have to be a an insane person 
to not think that it's worth investigating. It's, it's like seriously, you have to be an insane person. It, I mean, do, do you really think that something that has that capability and is demonstrating it and displaying it to our military, invading protected U.S. airspace? If it were China, we would be at war. We would be at war. <laughs> um, so the idea that they're throwing this, oh, it's probably Chinese drones. No, it's ridiculous. I won't believe that. I, you shouldn't believe something that stupid. And, and it, I think that we need to really take a hard stance. Take a hard stance. Respectfully, but take a hard stance because... If we just lay out, roll over, right? Let them just rub our bellies and we just wag our tail and kick in our feet. Just let them just tickle. They're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep doing this. We need to speak out. We need to continue to speak out and say, we don't believe you. Prove it to us. Show us the data. Let us decide. We should not accept. Well, here's a small, little, obfuscated part of the data that can't be truly understood. It's nothing. In what aspect of your life would you accept that as proof of anything that could be that that is considered a threat to you? If somebody tells you there's a threat and they give you like the least convincing evidence for it being a threat, are you going to just accept that? They have other data that says it's more that they say is more, but they're not going to show that to you. They can only show you the data that's not. And we've been told by people who understand the equipment that they're not gonna jeopardize national security by showing us the videos. They're not. They're not gonna jeopardize pilots. They're not gonna jeopardize location. They're not gonna jeopardize, they could, they could block that stuff out. They won't do it. They will not do it. They won't even show us a piece of the data that is more compelling. I think they know. I think they've seen a lot more. I think that they've seen beings that are not like us. Why do I think that? Because I dreamt about it one time, I had a vision. No, because people who've been working directly with the data say that's what's happening. People, Tom DeLong. Listen, when I first heard about Tom DeLong, I, I thought it was a joke being into the UAP, you know, the UFOs and aliens. I thought it was a joke. When the, when the Hillary Clinton emails leaked, it wasn't a joke anymore. That's, it's no longer a joke. He was talking to generals about disclosure. He was talking to generals about releasing information about aliens, telling the world about aliens, not drones, not freaking, you know, airborne clutter. He was talking to the to generals about releasing, disclosing that there is an alien, non-human intelligence on this planet. Disclosure has already happened many, many, many times. Stephen Green in 2001 already gave us disclosure. He already did. You know why? Because he got gathered a bunch of credible military and NASA. He had, you know, he had, I think it was Gordon Cooper who videoed in and talked about his experience and that he knows there's more that NASA is, is holding out on and that there is something else out there that is alien or non-human intelligence. 2001, military personnel, here are my DD-214s. I'm willing to testify in front of Congress. And then they did. They did another meeting at the National Press Club and I believe it was 2005 or 2006, Stephen Greer did it again, talking to members of Congress, retired members of Congress, saying that there is something to this phenomenon. And here's the thing, they were giving their experience and accounts, willing to jeopardize prison time, because if you lie about your, you know, what you, what you experienced in the military and that you, you know, the government, this is what I did in the Air Force, and this is what I did in the, in the, in the Army, and this is what I did here, and I was stationed here, and at this time, and this date, and this stuff. They gave data. Some of them said they encountered other beings, and they put their DD-214s up to say, I will testify under oath in front of Congress. <clears throat> what do we need? What do you need? What do you need? People willing to risk their life, their freedom? People have done that. People have risked their freedom, their peace in life to tell us their, their stories. 
I think we should really, really remember. We should remember. This isn't new. The Wilson Davis document, the notes, this isn't new. It's new to me. But you know what's not new to me? The fact that, that, from, a, that a, from a government, military, official point perspective, that the intelligence community, John Ramirez, you know, all these people, disclosure has already happened. There are non-human intelligences on this planet operating these craft. We don't know anything about these craft. We don't know how they work. We don't know how they operate. We 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 don't understand it. And we can and 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 to think that the government is making up the majority of the sightings. Let's say they're like a hidden and they're messing with their own pilots, risking their own pilots' lives. Private industry is risking. You know, maybe there's a, a Boeing or whatever is 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 risking pilots' lives, American pilots' lives. without telling them that it's a training mission, when no one says it's a training mission, when no one says it's a, from a pro that it's ours, it's not ours. The Pentagon said it's not ours. These things are not ours. That's what the Pentagon says. That's what the Air Force says. That's what the, uh, the, the Navy says. They're not ours. And they're not China's, and they're not Russia's. We don't know who's there. But I think that we know that they are not human too, because that's what people have been, people from any, from an official perspective, have been saying. So, although, in conclusion, my friends, let's stop this. Although we're waiting for this UAP report, and we're all anxious to see what comes out of it, we don't need it. We don't need it because we've already got disclosure. We already know that there is a non-human intelligence presence on this planet. The question is, what is it? Who knows? I hope you guys enjoyed this very um, unique and one of my first videos that I've shown my face on. Um, you can thank the UAP Studies Podcast, Louis Borges, for that. I never wanted to. Louis Borges, I never wanted to show my face. But you know what? I'm going to, I did it. I'm doing it. And we're going to keep doing it. Um, so this is today's Twitter report. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, The Dimensions of Reality. Check me out on Facebook. Check me out on Spotify. And check me out on TikTok. 